Welcome to the Dallas Comedy Club Podcast. I am your host, Kimberly Alou, and I am back again with the hilariously wonderful, hilariously supportive, the one and only Mr. Chris Hansen. Wow, that's a big intro. Oh my God, it is barely scratching the surface of your loveliness. Well, I am I am, I am legitimately speechless. Like, I love I have this. Not, I have not been... <laughs> I've not been approached this aggressively with like good vibes and just like, oh, this is awesome. I like it though. Fucking Thank you. Get used to it, okay? I got nothing but love and good energy for you. Uh, Chris is um, a, a, a rotating tech every once in a while here, but more importantly, he is a hilarious improviser. He plays with Jerry, uh, which is the DCC staff team. He's been a student advocate for um, uh, some our stand up class taught by Katie Evans. Um, he just like crushes it on short form. He recently Recently beat me in Fight Club, and I'm still mad about it. And we're gonna talk about it I today. Did. I'm okay. With I'm that. still mad, and I, we will be having a rematch. But today, we're gonna we're gonna learn more about Chris um, because I am brand new to the Dallas comedy scene. I don't know anyone really uh, besides the the random bits we do at jams. And I want to know how Chris became Chris. So talk to me. What is like one of your earliest comedic? memories so like when you think back to like god that was like the first time that i remember seeing something funny and being like i i think i might want to do this that's a really good question i know it's that's a loaded my, one for the first one yeah and it's making me dig like real real yeah, deep yeah. here one of my absolute all-time the 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 individual that i would say is most responsible for shaping my my sense of humor or who I am comedically is Conan O'Brien. Oh, yes. Absolutely. I can feel that actually having yeah. watched you perform. Absolutely. Because he was in, in every like aspect of like my childhood, like I guess adolescence growing up, like actually forming, you know, who I am. He was he was in like everything that I watched or he had some hand in it. Like I, he was, you know, a writer for SNL during my favorite years, which, you know, was the late 80s, early 90s. Mm -hmm. Not my time. I was born in 88, <laughs> but I caught the reruns on Comedy Central. And so, and those absolutely are my favorite years, you know, with like Chris Farley, um, Adam Sandler and the like. And then um, he was also a writer and a producer for uh, The Simpsons, mm -hmm. which huge, huge influence on my life. And then until, until college, I watched him every single night on Late Night. Yeah whatever his show is called. I'm a big fan of Conan, but I don't know what his show is hey, called. Team Coco, baby. Um, <laughs> For real. I love Conan. Yeah, I, I think uh, out of all the, the late night hosts, he was the one that I always returned to um, yes. because he was just genuinely a funny person. Mm -hmm. So then, like, you know, since returning to this building and returning to being on stage again, not only improv, but now stand-up. And is mm -hmm. this the first time you've really been tackling stand-up was taking this class? Yeah. Yeah, this is my what first. What has that been like? hard yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like i'm not gonna lie it's it's the hardest thing i've done uh comedically yeah. like without question and i think that that's probably because of where i started because i'm sure if you started in stand-up and you were told to do an hour-long improv show you probably would shit your pants yeah you know so i'm sure it's a matter of just like where you're coming from and where you're going but it is it has been very difficult i, I have kind of sort of figured it out i yeah. think 
I think. Well, uh, I'm, I'm going to find out tomorrow night. You uh, are. Obviously, this is going to be very dated by the time this episode comes out, but tomorrow night, Chris has his grad show for Level 1 Stand Up, yeah. and I am so excited. <laughs> I really am so pumped. Yeah, temper, temper yourself. Yeah, dude, it's going to be great. Uh, I give you so much credit because I am still such a wuss mm-hmm. when it comes to stand up. I am terrified to try yeah. it. Yeah, um, and me too. Yeah, but you did it. And so that's why I'm like, you are already one in my book because you're getting, you, not only did you take the class, but you're going to get on that stage tomorrow yeah. and tell jokes yeah. and like confidently stand there with a microphone and be like, this is who Chris is. And I'm like, yeah. the idea of being Kim on stage, I'll throw up. <laughs> like, it's, what? It, that's, no, that's what I tell everyone. It's like whenever I go on stage, I, I, like, I'm going to toot my own horn for a second. <laughs> I get a lot of compliments on on my character work. Yeah. Like I do it because that's, that's my thing. Is, and this is what I tell everyone. I I go on stage and I can be anyone but myself, you know? That's how I feel. I can just slip into, you want me to be a, a, a pig devil? I can be a pig devil. You want me to be, you know. A, Grandma you know, living under the bridge? Done. Done. You're like, I can do Got that. It. I can do any of that. That stuff. I, and I will have the most fun doing that. But whenever you get up there and you're saying, okay, this is going to be you. Say something that's just like authentic. Uh, what? Uh, do I want to talk about how you know mean my dad was? Yeah, <laughs> like, like, what, what do, do I, I talk, talk about? about? <laughs> what do I talk about? Tell yeah. me, what do you talk about as a stand? Like this to me. This is why I was so excited to talk to you because I'm like, mm-hmm. y- you are a perfect person for someone who's scared of stand up to like listen to this episode. I think and and realize like, okay, I could do this. Yeah. So like, how? What do you talk about? <laughs> well, like what is, is it like? That, so, that's, I was asking myself the same question. Like yeah. I have kind of this idea of like, where, where do I want to, like, what do I want my voice to sound like? I guess. Is that maybe kind yeah. of what you're yeah, asking? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So like my, my thing was, I felt like I was spending too much time to begin with trying to find which hole I want to fall into instead of just letting myself find the hole naturally. Oh shit. That sounded it sounded a little uh, dirty, but that's okay. That's, yeah. But damn, that's such a good way of putting it. Because yeah. that's very similar to improv, where it's like you, mm-hmm. I think before you try it, you spend a lot of time being like, am I funny enough? Am I good enough? Yeah. Can I even do yeah. this? What do you mean I have to make it up on the spot? And le- until you try it, and then you're like, oh, okay, I yeah. got this, I got this, I can do this. Yeah, yeah. And so it sounds like stand-up is a little bit similar. Absolutely. Maybe some Absolutely. extra steps. Yeah, yeah. For Okay, <laughs> so for me, the hardest part, was taking what I wrote and then figuring out how to deliver it without sounding like I'm reading it. Yeah. And that was the part that to me was the absolute hardest. Cause like once I started to kind of figure out, Hey, these are the kind of jokes I want to write. This is what's hitting. Like whenever I'm in class, it's like, okay, I know what I want to say and finding out how to say it was, it was remarkably difficult. And I don't know why that was so hard. Um, at the end of the day, ultimately what I did to kind of get over it was I was driving I was stuck in traffic for like an hour and a half. And uh, I just imagined one of my best friends was sitting in the passenger seat. And I was like, all right, I got to figure out how to make this sound like a conversation. So I'm just going to just tell my friend, like, this is my material. And I'm just like hammering it out. It's almost like it was just like um, like the puzzle pieces fell into place for me. So something so it's just like, I don't know. I don't know if I feel like I might be rambling. I don't know. But I just felt like that finding out that it's kind of a conversation that you're having with the audience, I guess. Oh, that's, that's a really, really it. great way to put it. Yeah. 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 I really like that. That made it a little bit more accessible now. Okay, cool. I like that. It's a conversation with the audience. Cause you're right. It is. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. You're like, here's my weird brain. 
Right. Do you agree? No? All right. Well, that's my weird brain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that's like, I, it's such the hump that I have such a hard time, like, uh, getting over, I mm -hmm. guess. It's just like, how do I... Yeah. How do I feel confident with my weird brain where yeah. whether they engage with it or not, I'll yeah. be okay. Where I'm like, mm -hmm. you know, I, I feel the same way. Yeah. And, and in fact, I think part of that is coming from improv where we're so used to having a support net. Yeah. Right? We've got friends, our teammates on the sidelines right. ready to tag you out or do heighten something mm -hmm. about what you're doing, support that move. And with, a stand-up, you're just up there with a microphone. They are full, like, Roman emperor mode. Like, yeah. entertain me. Yeah. yeah. It's the thumb. Yeah. Like, oh, God. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah. And 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 I honestly kind of got that vibe a little bit. Yeah. Like, when I first started, it was just like I, I had this class full of people, which that was another thing is, like, when going through improv and going through all the classes I've done with that and going through, like, sketch, you know, you start to – there's a certain, like, kind of people. I feel like they're kind of more attracted to that than there are to, like – Stand up, if yeah. that kind of makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And so, whenever I took stand up one, I'm, I met a lot of people who had never done like any kind of comedy before. It was like their very first time, right? And so, perform like showing my stuff to them was like the most intimidating thing to yeah, me. Yeah, because you don't have improv kids in the room who are going to be like, "I see what you're going for." Exactly. I mean, okay. Exactly. It's a bunch of like arms crossed. Yeah. Dead eye. Yeah. <laughs> Sour people. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you know what happened? You know what happened? At the end of that first class, like, everyone kind of realized, oh, we're, you know, we all have a lot to learn. Hell yeah. So, so you know, we, I mean, we had fun. Yeah. Like, by the end of the class, like, we, we were helping each other with our material, and we were, you know, very constructive, and it was, it, it was, it was very intimidating from just about every way you could imagine going into stand-up one, but all of those, I guess, kind of worries and... Uh, anxieties kind of started to melt away. One, once you start to realize that you're in this class to learn, right? Yeah. And so it, everyone there is on the same level, hopefully, right? Yeah. Hopefully you don't have... You the know. one guy who's like, I'm booking at Arlington yeah. all the time. <laughs> Just thought it'd be cool to like come in, take a level one. No one's doing that. No, no one's... Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, once we got into it and the, the teacher, Katie Evans, was so wonderful at kind of helping us dip our toes yeah. into, you know, like, this is what it's going to, this is what it's going to be like on stage. This is what it's like to hold the microphone. This is what it's like, you know, when someone heckles you or like yeah. whatever. And, and she was very great at, I don't want to say like holding our hands because that has like a very like um, negative connotation, yeah. but she was very, um, she lifted you all up is yeah, what it sounds like. Yeah. She was good at like preparing you. She sounds yeah. like a great mom is what she sounds like. Hey, like, maybe. Love, support, but here's the harsh reality is mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. you can do this, but it's going to be tough. Yeah. Yeah. That Yes, that exactly. That you're going to love it, but it's going to be tough. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was perfect. Man, I love hearing that. Katie Evans is a, is a great teacher. Also just very funny stand-up and very human funny. being. Yeah. I, she's a great improviser, too. Yeah. Um, wildly good improviser. Like, a little annoying how yeah. good she is. Yeah. I'm like, where'd this come from? There are some people that are, like, so naturally talented. Yeah, and, and she's, one, like, of like, she's out, one of them. She's one of them. Get out of here. <laughs> so I, I want to know, you know, like, what is your philosophy on comedy and I, this is a really broad question you can answer it from a stand-up point of view and an improv point of view sketch or just like a human point of view where you know when you think about comedy and what just how not only how you approach it as a writer or a performer but sort of what you hope an audience gains from it and you know different yeah. people are going to have totally yeah. different answers to this but I, i'm curious what is chris hansen's philosophy on comedy 
That's a very, that's, I like that question. Thank you. That's a very broad and it gives <laughs> me, it gives me a lot of, lot of wiggle room. I oh, like I it. I want to hear a ramble on. Okay. Now. That's what I want. Well, so uh, my thing, I was actually having a conversation with one of my best friends the other day about like, why, why do I do this? Why do I, you know, put myself through, you know, what I put myself through? I, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but I actually have a compression fracture in one of my vertebrae. I do not, I did not know this yeah, about you. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And I, it was from a spill I took doing a show. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah. Commitment folks. That's what I'm saying. Like for me, it's like, I, I, I like to commit to the bit. Like to me, that's like when the funniest stuff happens. But more importantly, I guess what I'm trying to get at is when people come to see a show, when people come to, you know, a comedy club to watch stand up or improv or whatever, you know, the the world sucks. <laughs> it right? does. It sucks. Like, I mean, the world is a really it's just a shithole. And so you get people that come here to escape. Yeah. Right. And they want to laugh. They want to have some drinks. They want to party. And I understand that this might be, I don't know, a little, I don't know, like, I don't know if this is self-centered or not, but I like being the person that, that can help facilitate that. I guess I can't be that self-centered because I'm no. helping them. But, uh, but you know, like whenever you see, like, you see something that just makes you smile, yeah. you know, like a puppy, or maybe it's like two friends that should have gotten together a decade ago and now they're finally together. Yeah. Kind of deal. You know, like, like that involuntary like cheek, like hurt smile. Yeah. I get that. You know, whenever I see a, you know, a crowd, even if it's small, you know, even if it's only like three or four people, if I can hear those three people like laughing even just a little bit, like I'm having like I'm having fun, they're having fun. Hell yeah. Then then, you know, this is just one 30, 45, 60 minute show where even if it, even a fifteen or ten minute show where, you know, for that amount of time they don't have to worry about the news they mm -hmm. don't have to worry about you know traffic or taking the dog to the vet or you know school or you know and and that's i don't know my general thing is like i'm just there you know to have fun you know yeah. at you well oh, listen folks i don't care how long you've been doing improv you're gonna have bad shows absolutely. you're still gonna have bad yeah. shows it's gonna happen absolutely it happens to everybody mm -hmm. and the faster that you can acknowledge the fact that like it's gonna happen and not spend your night beating yourself up. Richard Tower, who's an instructor here, actually in our last class, gave a great piece of advice because we were all super in our heads. We were like, I'm gonna be honest, I feel like I'm gonna spend a lot of tonight like beating myself up about like some of the work tonight. And he gave such a great note and he was like, listen, I'm not gonna tell you not to beat yourself up because that's an unrealistic thing to tell somebody. You're gonna beat yourself up. But set an alarm on your phone and in one hour, you're not allowed to beat yourself up anymore. You get one hour. That was me, man. That was me whenever I was starting. Yeah. Like the first, the first year and a half, two years. Yeah. Oh it yeah. It was just like, that was. So I was on a, I was on one of the house teams, and the the way that it was kind of run is you had two two teams, and we shared an hour slot, yeah. right? And we would alternate who opened and 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 who closed, and I. It wasn't supposed to be a competition, mm -mm. right? It wasn't my team versus theirs. No. But it felt like it, oh, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, I, and so every time that uh, we went first, we would uh, stay and watch their show. Of course. Right? And uh, I would just watch their show. And, like, I could feel my ears, like, turning hot out of, like, embarrassment. Like, what could I, like, how could I have done? How could I have put on the show that I just put put on? Right. You know? And, uh 
that's a hard thing to get over. And it doesn't help when people are just saying, don't, no, you're fine. Yeah, because you know? it's unrealistic to just very, be like, oh, Very unrealistic. You're going to beat yourself up, but you get one hour. What, uh, what is a form that you've never learned and have always wanted to learn? Uh, well, I mean, there's the classic Herald. You right? don't know Herald? Well, really? so I know, I know. You like, ne- but you never like played a Herald. So I had a, I had a troop, uh, that was together, um, toward the end of DCH's, um, run. Yeah. Establishment, I guess. And our group name was IDK LOL. Love and it. it such a fun group to play with. And we started as a Herald troop, mm-hmm. uh, and then we got like a month and a half into it and realized it just kind of wasn't for us. Yeah. And we just wanted to have fun, so our format just turned into a montage. So and that's just, fun. It's yeah, fun. it is because I mean, and that's kind of what I'm talking about. Where it's like, you know, a good format obviously can do wonders to make yeah. a wonderful show, but like, it was just like six friends popping up there and making butt jokes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Big goofs. Yeah, big goofs. It's like I don't know different kinds of shows. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't know what I'm getting at. I just that was. Uh, I I mean, this is, again, this is why we're going to go over, because I knew we were going to shoot the shit, and it was going to be, we were going to get into it. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to, I'm in a hard shift right now, and I'm going to ask um, uh, some fun, goofy questions. Oh, I got, this okay. is my goof, goof questions. Goof section. town. Goof town, yeah. So if, uh, if you could insert yourself into any existing television show or movie, mm-hmm. and not like you would take over as an existing character, but you mm-hmm. would just be a new character in this world. <laughs> Which which TV show or movie would it be? Uh, Big Bang Theory. Wow, I am shocked by yeah. this answer. Yeah, you know why? Really? I hate that show. Yes, I hate it too. I hate that show. You know why? Do you know how many times my parents say, you remind me of Sheldon? <laughs> Sheldon? Yeah. No, I don't get that at all. Yeah. You are not Sheldon. I know. I would go Leonard. I would go Howard, all right, maybe. All right, you're, these you're, are not compliments. You, no, you are walking on on thin <laughs> ice. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Right. <laughs> no, I, I I hate that show so much. And if I could just be like the guy in their closet, that's like you that know, hates them, <laughs> steal, just like stealing their food or something. I don't know. <laughs> I love it. You're the the just the closet troll. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the I'm the closet the closet man. That's closet what man. I am. Yeah. I'm the skeleton in the closet. I love that. I love that answer so much. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have another one that's like a not that you hate it, but you just love that it? I love? Yeah. You know what? Back to the Future. Good. I'm going to throw it out there. Good choice. So Ugh. Back to the Future. There are not many perfect movies. It's perfect. But Back to the Future is a perfect movie. And honestly, all three of them are perfect. All three I of them are love really good. all three of those. They're movies. all three really good. And I know people like shit on two and three, but like. Hey, three, I think in particular, gets a really bad. It's so good. Three is really good. I love those movies. And maybe we were just the perfect age when we saw them, but like, damn, I love those movies. I had the first one on VHS. And you know the Johnny Be Good scene? Oh, yeah. If you would uh, rewind it and you would play, like that scene was all like distorted and stuff because I would rewind and over and over and (laughs) over again. I love watching them just kill it on stage. Um, If you had to choose a title for it today, what would the title of your autobiography or your Netflix special be? Mm. Mm. What? Oh my gosh, you were putting me on the spot. I know. Oh my gosh. to sit here i want to it's going to be dead air while That's i'm fine. sitting here thinking uh i'll put the jeopardy song in. yeah uh, <laughs> i don't know 
know. Uh, Can uh, I tell you what Dane's was? Because it really made me laugh. Sure. Do you play basketball? (laughs) (laughs) I love how you started to answer that, too. Yeah, I was Uh, like, what? No, no, that's Dane's. And I laughed so fucking hard. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. So it's not going to beat that. So just don't don't hold that high bar. Uh, yeah, oh my gosh, like being put on the spot. You know what, Chris Hansen, colon, put on the spot. Put on the spot. Love it. it. Love it. Yeah. So I know I, I emailed this uh, as something to prep. So I want to know what are three pieces of art that you would recommend uh, for like new comedy students to mm-hmm. consume? Mm-hmm. What would mm-hmm. those be? Uh, so I, um, I, I don't know if this is uh, kind of what you were expecting, but I think that it's very important to look up certain comedians i think on youtube sure. right and like if there are people that you know and understand that you really like um and that you like um relate to in particular i mean that's what i did yeah right it's just like i would watch a ton of things like brian regan or oh, yeah. watch a ton of you know chris farley uh you know replays uh you know whatever um that's like one thing that that was like big for me is like just like going through that so that's kind of like a broad answer for one of those um chris farley Matt Foley, the first the first sketch with oh, Matt Foley yes. is is important. That is yeah. an important sketch to watch. Um, yeah, because I think it shows everything about like the magic <laughs> of comedy. Yeah, because like you know like watching Christina Applegate and and David Spade trying just absolutely not to lose their shit. Oh, I love it. Um, so I would say that one is absolutely a must watch. Um, and uh, I would say movies. Um, comedy movies. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my absolute all-time favorites is is Who's Harry Crumb? Have Ooh, you heard of this movie? I have not. Who's I, Harry? I have Crumb? not met very many people that know this movie. It's it stars uh, John Candy, and it's in it's it was a financial failure. Like absolutely, <laughs> just that's why you haven't heard of it. It is yeah. it is it is it is, and it's such a good movie. It is so funny. It's lighthearted. And it's it is accidentally a brilliant noir. Yeah, like accidentally. Like I do not believe they did it intentionally, but it is very good. Oh, I can't. It I, I gotta check good. it out. I gotta check it out. Yeah. All right. Uh, those are good. Those are three good answers. Those are three good answers. Yeah. There you go. All right. So um, shifting right along to our next segment, we we call this segment first thought, best thought. So this is going to be one word answers only, or as best as you can for one word mm-hmm, answers only. Mm-hmm. So first thought, best thought, what is your idea of misery? Folding socks. <laughs> Agreed. What is your idea of pure bliss? Putting on warm socks. Mm. Yes. Uh, what or who is your biggest inspiration? Oh, Conan O'Brien. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what would you say is your biggest vice? Oh, is this... Uh... I don't know. Peep behind the curtain. <laughs> Pecan Sandies. That's my that is mine. Yeah. Keep those away from me. Oh, I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. Uh do you ask for permission or for forgiveness? Forgiveness. And in one word, what one word best describes you and your brand of comedy? We're gonna put another <laughs> Jeopardy. Yeah, get another Jeopardy thing in there. Um Too much. I like it. I would say too much. 
not enough is what I would say. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Chris. That was such a great, I can't wait to have you back on here and just like continue to shoot the shit about stuff. Um, we're going to move along to our final segment of this podcast and we're going to do some improv. And so I've got a little random word generator up in front of me. Do you want a random word? Do you want a location, relationship? Uh, we can do opening line. I've got every possible. Uh, give us a location. Location, all right. The suggestion of the location is on a bridge. On a bridge. Hello, young lady. Welcome to my bridge. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Hi. Um, where, what, where did you appear from? I came crawling from the sewers. I'm the sludge beast from under your house. Okay. Um... Hello, Sludge Beast. I, I, I recognize you. Yes. Yes, you should recognize me. I come up through the sink every night, and I stare into your beautiful eyes. You're my nighttime visitor? It is me. Sludge Boy. You're the one who's been in my dreams. I've, I've, I swear I was dreaming. I didn't realize that was... Real? That was real? That's me. I slide up your wall and spread across the whole thing and do 3D letters out of my chest saying I love you. No, I know. I I thought I thought I was just losing my mind, honestly. I no. I'm so happy to see you. Do you, you want to know where I came from? No, or? I don't care. I don't care where you came from. You're on this bridge with me right now. I'm here with you now. And that's yeah. what matters. Why sure. why me? You're the closest house to the toxic sludge plant, and <sighs> and so I'm just a matter of convenience for you. I thought we had something, sludge monster. We do have something. We do have something. I'm just saying, you know, convenience breeds uh, friendliness. Right. So if I moved, I, I, that's it. That would just be the end of us. Uh, all right, we got off on the bad foot. Yeah, okay. we did get off on a bad foot. I thought, I thought we had something. I thought I mattered to you. You matter to me. I've told my mom about you. You told your mom about your dreams about I, me? I did. I thought I, I've told her that I've been having these dreams, that I, I'm falling in love with this imaginary creature in my mind. She's begged me to go to therapy. I've refused. And now here you are. I don't matter to you. I've never seen pain in a human's eyes before. Well, this is what it looks like. I'm... I'm... So I'm sorry. It's okay. You know, we could start over. We could just start fresh. They don't teach you how to be human at the toxic sludge plant. What do they teach you? They teach you pain oh. and how to glow in the dark. Well, that's beautiful. Not many things glow in the dark. It's like bioluminescence. You're as special as algae. Really? Yes. Algae is one of the key components of our entire planetary ecosystem. Without algae, everything would fall apart. Just like without you, my whole world would. Oh my God. Oh, you're glowing is this, now. Is this love? Oh, oh my God, you're so bright. Oh my goodness, I'm becoming a beautiful person. Oh my God, my eyes, it's too bright. It's too bright. Oh. Oh, it got Oh my god, it got everywhere. My retinas. Oh god. Uh, I'm sorry that's never happened. Oh goodness, there's That was quite an explosion of the oh god, I'm uh, of goo. That was 
Uh, let me. I got a towel. Over, oh, uh, I, just. I would love one. Yes, thank you. Here. Oh, thank it's got you. some more like not glow glue. Oh. Oh God. I'm so sorry. That was. We're gonna go like hit chilies though. Do you want to go get some food? Oh, or? I would. I would. I would love some chilies. Honestly, I love chilies. How did you? Oh God! How, how I'm watching you, know? of you every you night. You watch me every night. <laughs> yeah. So charming. Yeah, I get a lot of coupons over at the sludge plant. They don't teach me how to be human. They teach you how to glow in the dark, and they also teach you how to save some, you know, pennies. Wow. I mean, you're you're good with your finances. It's like I, I try to be. I try are, to be. Are you sure I'm not dreaming? I mean, yeah, I have to pinch myself uh, right now. You know, I, I will also say I am uh, very financially stable. I have a car. And, you have a car? Uh, what kind of car do you have? It's a 1984 Mazda Miata 7. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I am very impressed. You should you should be. I, I don't mean to be too forward, but have you ever thought about maybe relocating out of the sewer grates permanently? The back of me is getting further away, but the front of me staying here. And you know how I can do that? Because I'm goo. I can be away and together at the same time. So don't you want to be together, all together, all the time? Can I have a key? Do you have room for my 12-pack? And can I bring my Miata? Yes, yes, and more yes. I'll be coming up through the sink here in a minute. <laughs> Scene. Oh, that was awesome and weird. I loved it so much, Chris. I don't even know. The amount of physicality that Chris was doing in this room right now, I'm like sad <laughs> I don't have a, a camera set up because, my goodness, it was wonderful. You could probably hear the chair squeaking. I mean, around. he was like full-on <laughs> arm squiggles, and like when he explodes, it doesn't matter. It was wonderful, and that was a private show for me, so thank you. You're welcome. Um, Chris, thank you so much for joining me today. This was so damn fun. Um, what, is there anything else you want to plug, or are there is there a website or social media handles or anything people People can come find more about Chris. Uh, yeah, you can find me on uh, on Instagram as not that Chris, and uh, that's about the only place that I'm even remotely active. So, so. go to the gram. Yep. Not that Chris. Not that Chris. At not that Chris. Um, and you can check out uh, Chris um, with the DCC staff team, Jerry. Um, we alternate the the cast out, but it's pretty frequent. You're on pretty frequently on Saturday nights mm -hmm. um, at 8 o'clock at Dallas Comedy Club. Um, all right, folks, uh, check out dallas-comedyclub.com to check out our current calendar. Um, you can go to shows. Under that is current calendar. Uh, and uh, hopefully you can catch me or Chris, especially Chris, in some shows. And come to the Wednesday night club team jam because Chris is always there and it is damn fun. You could play with myself or Chris. That's at 9.30 yeah. p.m. at the theater, uh, 3036, 3036 Elm Street. Thank you all so much again for listening and stay safe out there, folks. Hey.